Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Gotta be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone, no! Touchdown, Jets! Mike White, how about him? Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeJet1. And it is time to talk a little bit about Jimmy Garoppolo because he's clearly going to be one of the quarterbacks that the Jets will be interested in this offseason as they look to upgrade from the disaster that happened in 2022. And so bring back a return guest. He does a lot of 49ers coverage and some great film work over on his YouTube channel. Alex Rollins, one of my favorite people to talk football with. Alex, what's up, brother? Hey, man, I, I appreciate you having me back on. I love talking ball with you, too. Just like when Jimmy dated Mia Khalifa a few years ago, I'm just here to have a good time, baby. <laughs> By the way, if Jimmy Garoppolo winds up in New York, I can't even imagine the scandalous <laughs> tabloid headlines that there are going to be. And by the way, let's just put our cards on the table here. If Jimmy Garoppolo is in New York, that face was meant for a billboard in Times Square. Dude, TMZ is going to be living in his apartment. I mean, I would, <laughs> I would, uh, I don't know, he's going to need to upgrade that security or something. All I'm saying is we heard the stories about Zach Wilson and the older women. They're very quickly going to move off of him and on to Jimmy Garoppolo if Jimmy Garoppolo comes to town. It's like that meme with the guy whose girlfriend is looking at him, looking at another woman, and <laughs> it's Zach Wilson looking at the women, looking at Jimmy Garoppolo. That's going to be the meme coming to actual life if Jimmy Garoppolo comes to town. Yeah, I'm sure Jimmy doesn't discriminate against, uh, you know, different ages and Aaron Andrews, whoever it's going to be. I think he's, uh, I think he's ready to ready to roll if he makes his NYC. Well, we'll talk more about Jimmy Garoppolo's potential hookup options later in our Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> hookup podcast. But since this is a football podcast, we should probably talk a little oh, bit yeah, about how yeah, Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo plays the sport of football. And one thing that I love that you've said, and I've repeated this a million times, and I always credit you because I believe in crediting people who come up with this. You've said that Jimmy Garoppolo, quote, 
operates the F out of the Shanahan system and that he has a PhD in operating the system. I love that. I always say Jimmy Garoppolo, PhD in the Shanahan offense. So people will look at Jimmy Garoppolo and they'll say, this guy's nothing fancy. He's nothing special. He's not an elite quarterback. And I think that's true. But Alex, I'd like you to elaborate a little bit more on what you mean when you say that Jimmy Garoppolo has a PhD in the Shanahan offense. Yeah, I think uh, for 49ers fans, I think it's very easy to be frustrated watching Jimmy just isolated as a quarterback talent. But if you look at his stats, if you look at his ability to win games, statistically, he's run this 49ers offense at a level comparable to other elite quarterbacks in the league. I mean, if you just look at his yards per attempt, every single year, he's up there with Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. He's statistically producing like elite quarterbacks even though pretty much everybody who watches him sees that he isn't that caliber of quarterback. So he has mastered this scheme in that everything that Shanahan asked him to do, and Shanahan does heavily scheme around him, he can execute at a very high level and produce like he's that caliber of quarterback, even though he's not. Let's talk a little bit more about the ins and outs of the scheme as it relates to Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, talk a little bit more about exactly what's been required of him since he was in San Francisco. Because people will look at Brock Purdy now and they'll say, oh, anybody could operate that system. Look at what Brock Purdy's doing, a seventh round pick. He was the last pick in the draft. But as I'm fond of reminding people, Alex, Jimmy Garoppolo, clearly not an elite quarterback, but... The 49ers, for the last five years, were not able to win games with any quarterback not named Jimmy Garoppolo, so clearly he was doing something right. Oh, 100%. And I think really the main thing when you look at what kind of scheme that Shannon has implemented for him, it's it, it really comes down to Jimmy's ability to attack the middle of the field. There's If you go on pro football focus, they have this great graph which shows where quarterbacks target on the field uh, in relation to the rest of the league. And Jimmy, it's red is more than league average, blue is less than league average. Jimmy's is just a red circle right in the middle of the field, and then everything outside is blue. So him and Shanahan are constantly targeting the middle of the field. And that's not easy because that's where more defenders are. You have more linebackers there. You're not going to necessarily space out your defense. You're going to consolidate everybody inside. The D-line's there. People can drop off the line. That's where everybody is. And so it's really the most dangerous area to attack, but that's where Jimmy's at his best. And the reason from that or for that is because first off, right off the bat, he does have an insanely quick release where when he makes a decision early in the down, that ball is coming out quick. And that's why he can beat, get the ball into those really tight windows that are going to be a little tighter over the middle of the field and hit guys immediately. So if it's, if his first read is not there, he can very quickly reset and quickly get that ball out. And why that's so important is because there's a target point within a route. So when I say that, what I'm really getting into is that there's a certain point, let's say you're running a slant route, right at the top of your stem, if you get that ball right on time, you can continue your momentum, cut across the field, and create lots of yards after the catch. And once again, yards after the catch is really the name of the game for the 49ers. Mm -hmm. That's what their whole offense with Jimmy Garoppolo is built around. So the reason why we see him having these high numbers, this high yards per attempt every year, is because he can quickly and concisely get the ball to to his guys where it needs to be, and then they can do the rest of the work and put up those crazy numbers. And why we don't necessarily see other quarterbacks, as you alluded to, winning before Jimmy, they're not able to 
get the ball to the receiver at the exact right time within the down to create that yards after the catch. And so we don't see them quite having that same level of success. Do you think that his quick release is a big part of the reason why he's such a good fit in that offense? Because when you watch Jimmy Garoppolo, to me, that's one of the things that stands out on his tape. Like I said, not an elite quarterback, but very fast release. A hundred percent. And I think, I think what's really important is everything's been said about Kyle Shanahan, but I think he's able to create multiple iterations of this offense where he actually has tailored it to the best of his ability to Jimmy Garoppolo. And so I think what we're seeing with Brock Purdy is a different style of that offense. I think Purdy is able to do those things, but I don't think it's all focused on him maybe being able to throw over the middle perfectly on time. I think Shanahan is very good at identifying what his quarterback's best quality is and just spamming it, just running it over and over and over. And so I think he's identified what we're talking about and has built the entire offense when Jimmy is playing around those those skills. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. So if Jimmy Garoppolo were to come to the Jets, Alex, build the offense to those exact strengths that you're talking about with Jimmy Garoppolo and the personnel on the Jets on paper at least, look like they could probably handle what Jimmy Garoppolo does best because you've got Garrett Wilson. We've all seen what he can do with the ball in his hands, getting those quick releases off the line as well. Elijah Moore, he had a down year, but when he's got the ball in his hands, he can make things happen. Brees Hall, if he comes back healthy, certainly somebody that you could run the offense through the same way that the 49ers have done over the years with a variety of different running backs. And then, of course, you even look at a guy like Michael Carter who had a down year, but he's another one who can make some plays in space if you scheme it out properly So I think Jimmy Garoppolo Could be a pretty solid match Based on what the personnel grouping is here For the Jets, right? 100% and I think what's so important is The Jets really need a distributor right now And any of us who've watched Zach Wilson He struggled to distribute the ball To these talented playmakers There is a lot of talent at the receiver position here But he just couldn't consistently enough Complete passes and get the ball to these guys And as I was saying, maybe if Joe Flacco or Mike White come in and are able to hit slant routes or hit deep crossers, Jimmy is able to do that at a level where it's it's come in the perfect time at the route where it can really create a higher ceiling for each of these players. So if if Garrett Wilson is is catching a deep over from Jimmy or a drift route, a quick, a quick, quick in, Jimmy's able to hit that pass more accurately to the point where Garrett Wilson can take those passes 50, 60, 70 yards, where maybe with Flacco or Mike White, it's going to be 15 yards because it's not thrown at the right time and it doesn't have that good accuracy. Alex, when you look at a guy like Elijah Moore, he's obviously a lot smaller than Debo Samuel, but he does have the ability to take design touches. You can use him in a variety of different ways. Maybe the Jets could scheme for him at least somewhat similarly to the way that the 49ers do with Debo. I don't think that he can touch it as much as Debo because he's just not built for that kind of punishment. But if you have a guy like that taking the Debo Samuel role, or at least parts of the Debo Samuel role, right, the tight end position then becomes something that you have to talk about too because Tyler Conklin, C.J. Ozama, not bad. We'll see what happens in year number two now of Jeremy Ruckert. 
But George Kittle, to me, is the big difference between on paper what the Jets' offense could max out at and what the 49ers' offense could max out at, at least when it comes to skill positions, because we'll talk about how important the offensive line is in a second. But how much do you think getting a real difference maker at tight end would do if Jimmy Garoppolo were to come in here and be the quarterback of the Jets? Or do you think that one of those three guys could play maybe a poor man's George Kittle in this offense? Well, I'm really glad that you brought up the tight ends because I think when looking at the 49ers offense, when Jimmy G is there, uh, it's important to realize what exactly makes up their scheme. And a big part of it is not having those three receivers out there. It's having that second tight end or a second running back like a fullback. So as I said, this 49ers offense is very heavily schemed. And one aspect of that is they are doing a lot of things to confuse a defense. They're using, they use the second most motion this year with Jimmy G. They you have pretty much always used more 21 personnel, which think Kyle used check. So two running backs, one of those used check, mm-hmm. one of those a running back. And then we have a tight end and then two receivers as opposed to three. And so when looking at the Jets offense and whoever the new offensive coordinator is, I think it's really going to be interesting to see whether they try and copy those elements and maybe go out and get that fullback that can really be a difference maker, or they lean on two of the tight ends that you just mentioned. And just real quick to make a note as to why that's so important. We talked about how Jimmy's main strength is attacking over the middle of the field. When you put out 21 personnel with the two running backs or 12 personnel with the two tight ends, the defense is forced to take one of their defensive backs off the field and put in a linebacker. So what does that mean for us as the offense? When we get these quick over the, over the, over the middle routes, these crossers going, the defense has less speed on the field to be able to match up with those. So we're we're dictating what the defense is doing, and that's very important for Jimmy, who needs this scheme to have a little bit less speed on the field so he can really maximize those yards after catch potential options. Do the Jets have that kind of George Kittle type? I think what makes Shanahan's scheme so special is that with all this confusion that he's able to create, we do have tight ends who don't necessarily have to be at a kid a level, still getting pretty open. By by making the run in the past look so similar, he's able to have the tight end look like he's blocking and then squirt out into the flat. And so if we don't have that level of, of, of talent with Kittle, where he's suddenly looking like he's running a 4-3 at the sideline, even then, if we're able to find that scheme and get that scheme and get that offensive coordinator who can bring that scheme in to the same level or a comparable level to Shanahan in New York, He's that's going to take these tight ends to an even higher level and really let them produce to the maximum of their potential. Alex, let's talk a little offensive line. Now, we all know that virtually any quarterback has to have at least a competent offensive line, and the 49ers have an excellent offensive line. Trent Williams is one of the best tackles of all time, and he's still performing at an all-pro level, and that's going to help any quarterback, no matter who it is. But tell me what you think as far as Jimmy Garoppolo and what he would require offensive line-wise. Does he have to have an elite offensive line to be able to operate at the level that we're used to seeing him at? Could he do it with just a competent offensive line? How does that dynamic work? Yeah, I think it really comes back to what is the the willingness to buy into the scheme. Because if Jimmy's going to run a normal offense, his year and the Jets' year is going to look completely different. If there is that buy-in with this Shanahan scheme. 
there isn't that much reliance on the offensive line in general. You still obviously need a good one. It's not that it doesn't matter whatsoever. But in terms of when I think of offensive line, one of the main things I think of is a, a, if an offense has a likes to drop back pass a lot, which means they're taking deeper five to seven step drops, the quarterback's dropping back, looking at three, four, five of his reads, really letting the defensive line rush up the field. In those situations, your offensive line, that's when they're going to need to be at their best. And the 49ers offense just doesn't do that much of that. They were This year, they were first in short dropbacks, which is just one, two, or three-step dropbacks. And that's much easier on a line. You don't need to block as long. You know that you can quickly go up and hit the guy trying to rush you. You're not worried about him. If he runs past you, Jimmy's getting that ball out anyway. So if we do get that buy-in with the Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyle Shanahan scheme in New York, Jimmy's getting the ball. First of all, he's getting rid of the ball extremely quickly with that release. And just they run the first – they were first in short dropbacks in the entire league last year or this year. And with this schemed offense, there's a lot of play action. There's a lot of screens. Those are just less options for the defensive line to rush the passer in a typical sense and sack the quarterback or pressure the quarterback. So there is one of the benefits to this offense, if they bring it in, is that there is less reliance on the offensive line. And that's been one of the struggles with the Jets. So that could point to, hey, maybe this is even further reason to maintain this type of scheme with Jimmy as we did with LaFleur last year. Alex, as far as the injuries go with Jimmy Garoppolo, tell me a little bit about how much you think they'll limit him because unlike somebody like Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen, his legs are not a huge part of his game, but how much have those injuries limited what he could do going forward and how nervous should any team be about signing him to any kind of lengthy contract? Yeah, I think I think it's tricky because he did have obviously he's he's injured and not playing right now. He did have that injury early on and he was he struggling during this year and especially early on because he hadn't been taking first team reps or was that injury kind of nagging him? He has been these injuries have been piling up over time. We're seeing more and more and that's always a bad sign. This isn't a young quarterback anymore. And at this point in his career, I think we know what he is. So I, I think if if a team is – obviously the medical eval will be a huge part of it. I think if a team feels like his body is falling apart – he's only 31. He's not to a point where we're saying, okay, this guy is definitively on the downturn of his career. But we have seen him miss a lot of time. He's He hasn't been able to consistently be on the field. And that's that's a worry for sure. I, I feel confident in Mike White being the backup. I guess I guess your boy Zach Wilson's gonna be there as well. So at least we have we have options if if Jimmy does come through and, and take the starting role. I don't think he's gonna command a salary where you're so worried about, oh my god, this guy is all our our whole team is is riding on whether or not this guy is able to play. Maybe a Mike White can fill in for a game or two here and there, but it's a concern. It's he doesn't have a clean slate whatsoever, and he has missed time. And if you're not on the field, you're you can't win. You can't win football games. So I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I'm not too concerned about it. I don't think it's to the point where it's going to majorly affect things. But it's obviously something to worry about because he hasn't been consistently on the field. 
as the great Bill Parcells used to like to say, the best ability is availability. So that's certainly something that any team looking to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo has to consider. Last question for you before I let you run. Based on everything we've talked about and everything you've seen from Jimmy Garoppolo over the last five years since he's been with the San Francisco 49ers, knowing what the Jets have and where they could potentially go, do you think he would be a good option for them as the starting quarterback in 2023? And if you were Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, is that a move you would lean towards making? It comes down to he falls into the kind of guy that you don't want but if you don't have anybody, you definitely need. So I is he going to take this offense to new heights? I don't think so. But if we sit on our hands and don't do anything, this is the guy that we need. Like, we need him to, to be functionable. He's shown that he can be more than functionable, for sure. And Jimmy, I think an underrated part of him, and I think why he wins so many games there is a charisma there that obviously the 49ers rally around. He, for as much crap as he gets in 2019, he went to the Super Bowl. They almost went last year. There is something about this guy that brings almost a tradition of winning. He started out 5-0 and right off the bat, and he wins football games. I think the Jets do need that aspect of a quarterback in the building, somebody who isn't a rookie or a second-year guy, and now I'm not talking about Joe Flacco. <laughs> I think that Jimmy does bring a stability. I like that him and Sala have that background together. I think the the second question I'll ask, and maybe the final question, is do we think he can win a Super Bowl? I don't know. But if we're trying to get to the playoffs consistently or be at least a viable contender to get to an AFC championship, I think Jimmy's your guy. I just don't know if he has the juice to necessarily take on more and more and more to put this team over the top. I think he's a good fit, but you'd ultimately have to end up relying on the team getting built out receivers, tight ends, offensive line, defense, which in many ways it is, but that's the question mark. Can they continue surrounding him with more and more talent, almost like the 49ers have this year with McCaffrey? Can they get to that point to where they really elevated Jimmy and so he can take them to the Super Bowl. Got to walk before you can run. So some people would say as long as he puts them in the dance and gives them an opportunity to at least get in there and compete for a Super Bowl, maybe that's a step in the right direction or at least a guy that could come in for the next few years while they try to figure out who the next guy can be because as we know, Zach Wilson is not going to be the starter in 2023. Maybe they rehab him and try and get him back in 2024. But maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is the short-term solution. We're going to find out soon enough as the Jets continue their quarterback search this offseason. It's a very important search. We'll see how it ends up and whether Jimmy Garoppolo ends up being the guy that they land on for 2023. Alex Rollins, thanks so much for coming on. Your YouTube channel, one of my favorites. Like you said, I love talking football with you. we got to get you back on the podcast more often. For those that want to check out your YouTube videos, what are they going to find on your channel? And also, how can they follow you on social media? Yeah, so I'm at everywhere on social media, at Alex Rollins NFL, same with YouTube. And my channel is really just about bridging the gap between what we don't get to see on the broadcast and what's actually happening in the field. There's a lot of crazy football jargon, cover five, smash concepts, all these weird words that don't really get described on the broadcast. 
And that's what my channel's about. I'm really trying to break it down and make it simple and hopefully fun. So if you like some of the things that me and Scott talk about and want to learn even more and get really in depth with it, that's where I'm at with YouTube. And that's what I'm all about. Make sure that you watch all of Alex's videos and subscribe to his channel. Subscribe to our channel too, youtube.com slash play like a jet. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant has some awesome all 22 breakdowns up there. So check those out and subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure that you check out playlikeajet.com and visit our store at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time. Doesn't cost you any money, but goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. 